Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Davana. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a difficult and emotional subject that affects many people. Losing your job. If you've recently lost your job, know that you are not alone. Stay tuned as I dive right in. Okay, so let's dive right in. Some of the most successful people in business have experienced job loss. All right, so first we're going to look at the story of Walt Disney. He was fired from a newspaper for lacking imagination and creativity. They literally told Walt Disney that he wasn't imaginative and creative enough. And then he went on to create some of the greatest characters, the most imaginative, creative characters of all times. And think about Steve Jobs. He was fired from his own company, the business he started, only to return to it and lead it to success. So I'm gonna tell y'all a quote from Steve Harvey that I love. It's kind of blunt, but I'm gonna tell you why I love it. So Steve Harvey says, you have to be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you're not where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. <laughs> so the reason why this is so important, first of all, I love the word coward. I've been, <laughs> I think this word is the most underused word because what it simply means is a person who lacks the courage to do or endure risky, dangerous, or unpleasant things. So we're not talking about cowards that are people that call them coward, they're afraid to jump off a bridge and things like that. That's not cowardice, that's intelligent. But when it comes to being afraid to take risks for your business, but easily willing to take risks, defeat, and beating up on at corporate companies, you have to take a look at that and say, in what ways could I may have been cowardice to my own business? So without analyzing the reason or anything for anybody getting fired, I want to first validate the fact that it can hurt, especially if you've with this company for a long time. There was a company I was with for over five years, y'all. I was working with United Health Group and I got let go and I loved, loved, loved them. Now the company had evolved. I was younger at the time. I didn't know you know much about layoffs. I didn't know much about department structure, organizational changes. I knew that those things existed, but they had never affected me yet. I had never even at that point really experienced the shadiness that some supervisors and managers can have towards you. I had a good run. So I will say I had a great time. I had great employment. And then, you know, when new people come in, things change. And y'all, when I was let go, I felt so blindsided. I felt so hurt because what happened was that job had become my identity. You know, when someone asks you about yourself and they say, hey, tell me a little bit about you. Um, Some of us may say where we work. Hey, so yeah, I work here. I'm a this here. I'm a this that. That's not who you are. That's what you do. And some of us have not even reached the point where we realize what we do is not even what we like. That's another conversation for a different day because I was there too. 
I was the person that dropped out of school for fashion merchandise and my true love to pick up business and accounting because I felt like I need a degree in something that I can get paid in. I needed this. It was a part of my identity. So when those things were stripped away from me, they hurt really, really bad. And it hurt so bad, y'all, I tried to um, dispute the, what's the, the termination. So there was a process we had there. If you've been let go and you felt like it was wrong or unjust or whatever, you could actually still go through the HR department and file basically a dispute, a appeal, a hearing, and a whole process will be gone through. And guys, I was, how much money was I making there? Uh, I think I was making like $21 an hour. This was right before I started Airbnb. So I was making $21 an hour working from home and a single mom at that because I had just gone through my divorce. So I had that job while I was married. I had that job while I was separated. I had that job while I was going through my divorce. I had that job while I was a mom. Y'all get what I'm saying? I made that job intertwine with who I was and my identity. So when I was let go, I felt blindsided. I felt worse when I was let go than I did when I was going through my divorce. <laughs> it was nowhere near as worse because I wasn't, like, I was not even married that long. So I didn't identify like, Oh, this person's my person. I did go through some stuff. I'm not going to lie. But that job hurt worse because my divorce didn't pay me. <laughs> um, so I, it was a lot for me. So that's why I wanted to first validate the pain that you feel. And the thing that I wish I had done sooner was got to the plan, wrote some things out, analytically looked at some numbers and really saw that I could have started Airbnb even sooner than I did. Now I did start it uh, within that same year that I was let go, cause y'all know I gotta have some money. Money is the motive. I still had rent, I still had a car note, I still had my baby, I still had things that needed to be done. And Georgia unemployment is not friendly. I had gotten unemployment before in another state and that was a completely different process then in Georgia. Georgia was only like 14 weeks. I don't know if any of this has changed, but 14 weeks, you go from job loss and then you only get a 14 week disbursement. Oh y'all, it was nightmare. I'm like, oh, something has to happen after this 14 weeks. So sure enough, that's where I said, okay, I am just going to, I was moving out of my place and I'm like, you know, everyone knows my very first Airbnb was my original apartment. I lived in that apartment for a few years and then I moved out to somewhere else and then began to Airbnb that space. So that was my very first one. And it did not end well. Um, it ended well in terms of profit, but I mean with the leasing office, which is why I speak to you all about corporately leasing Airbnb friendly buildings, because I had an amazing run there until the management changed. Once the management changed, things changed, um, you know, rules changed, certain things were not a part of my lease agreement because again, I was there for years previously. So I was just renewing my lease. It was a lot. So that's why I can tell you, it is real money to be made in this business. Do it right so that you don't have to make any abrupt changes, change your location and things like that. But it always does work out in the end. I'm here to say that. That's why I'm here to tell you. So, um, it was so much a part of my identity that lost that I felt like someone was telling me I was incapable. All of the skills that I, 
utilized at that particular job were things that I do naturally, things that I loved, right? So at this, at that point, I didn't realize that I was operating in my passion and I kind of felt cut off from that too. Completely oblivious to the fact that, okay, well, if you like that, you can just do that same thing somewhere else, maybe even for your own self. So that is where that came along. So of course, I was handling a lot of administrative work, a lot of you know, invoices, claims, and things like that. So when I became an Airbnb host, I realized I was doing the same thing, guest communications. I was doing customer service at my previous job. This time, I'm, it's on my own terms. I had some phone work, and anybody that has worked customer service on the phones, y'all know it is so draining. It's so annoying, especially when you have to keep, you know, like re talking to a person as soon as you're done with the previous conversation that one conversation could have been so draining and you don't even have no time before the next draining person come on so i'm here with you but airbnb is not like that you get to respond to the guests via message they aren't even giving your information until they actually book and pay and at that point you do get some nuances where there are some people that's just so excited they want to talk every day until their um their check-in date and that's okay Either you're going to have to be okay with it, you're going to have to set up some automated messages or hire a virtual assistant to help or a co-host. But either way, those things are so much more easier to do for yourself on your own terms than maybe even working a traditional nine to five. So again, losing a job can be tough, but it can also be an opportunity to explore new and exciting possibilities. So one possibility is becoming an Airbnb host or a co-host. With the right approach and the dedication, you too can earn a comparable income to what you were making at the jobs you were working before. Again, I told y'all that I was making about $21 an hour. They were allowing me to do overtime too. Long story short, if I'm not mistaken, I think at that job I was making about $48,000 a year. I still had to, you know, get on the computer. I still had to work for someone else. I still had to request time off if I had things I needed to do. So I still didn't have the freedom, but that's how much I was just making doing that. But when I launched my own Airbnb business, especially during the time I launched it, oh my God, y'all, another thing that was so important, so major for me is when you're working at a nine to five, you are waiting until they pay you. Whether you're getting paid weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever that is, you have to wait until their pay cycle. Meaning oftentimes you've completed that work and you're just waiting on that reimbursement. When I got my first Airbnb guest and that money came in 24 hours later, I went and got me a, another car and a, another. It's like, because now you remember things like, cause I can speak before, you know, when you want to get a car, you want to get an apartment, some of the most challenging things, or even insurance, is that initial down payment. It's never just like a $25, $100, or the application fees. It's always just all this money, hundreds of hundreds of dollars. And so for those of us that were waiting every two weeks to get paid and getting those taxes out and all of that, that became stuff we had to put off, schedule off, wait on, miss out on, increase fees on, get interest, get late fees, things like that. But when I got that immediate return on investment, I was just 
elated because even my first guest booked it like four or five days at a time. So what I was receiving at 24 hours was equivalent to what I was waiting two weeks to receive at work in, a, in terms of a paycheck. So statistics do show that people that start their own company often make more money than those that work a traditional nine to five. That statistic is for people that, that start sustainable companies with a plan that is dedicated to the success of that company. So this is where I plug in the Airbnb pre-launch planner that has so many pages that help you get to the goal, the bottom line, so that you can have a sustainable plan of action for your launch rather than just launching sillily, okay? The link for that is going to be in this episode's description. But I also wanted to leave you with a few tips to help get you started. One, you need to identify your target market. If you are looking to become an Airbnb host, a co-host, a peer space host, whatever, <laughs> one of the keys to success is identifying your market. So ways that you can identify would be researching the demand for short-term rentals in your area and identifying what type of guests you want to attract. So one of the things I tell people all the time, because you may hear people say, well, go on Airbnb.com and look at the listings in your area and kind of see what's going on there. And market research is good. I'm not telling you not to do that. But what I instruct people to do is to go to Peerspace.com, filter by apartments and homes, and look at those top rated spaces in the area that you're looking to have your Airbnb in. Because that's going to let you know those reviews, the 65 an hour, the 85 an hour, the 100 an hour, which is going to be more than you can make on Airbnb.com if you don't have a specific strategy. I'd like to give a disclaimer that if you are entering this in the luxury market and you have a plan for your furniture, your property, XYZ, then of course you're going to come out the gate making a little bit more money than someone that had a plan to just start off a little basic. I do want to use that word, y'all, because there are lanes. Please understand, um, because one of my clients' first Airbnb is international penthouse that they own, Ocean View. That is not the same as the uh, city view of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, so it's a little different. And we respect those differences. And if you are someone that want to start different, start different. Create a plan and make sure you stick to it. You have to maximize your occupancy, meaning you have to have a strategy and a plan for that. Maximizing your occupancy doesn't mean you have to be booked every day. You have to make the most money as possible as an Airbnb host. So maximizing your occupancy, meaning whatever amount of days that your, or the, whatever occupancy rate your location is at, and then whatever amount of days your personal unit is booked at, you need to make sure that you have competitive pricing involved, attractive amenities, and a high level of cleanliness, guest satisfaction, and five-star reviews. As long as you have those things, this is going to be a very easy journey for you. I want to talk about the most important step is embracing the fact that you need community. Embracing the fact that it takes a village to raise a child, to start a business. If you are someone that needs a mentor or a coach, or maybe even you just need some group coaching on Facebook, 
get the help you need. If you'd like a consultation, schedule that as well. Because ultimately, the help that you get and the sooner that you're able to implement the things that you need, the quicker your business is able to flourish. You do not want to be the person that is holding your business back. Remember in earlier episodes, we broke down the difference between self-sabotage and procrastination. One can procrastinate and not know what to do next, right? You can say, oh, I know I need to go to the store and, you know, get some bread, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to cook tonight, so I'd like to wait until I have a full list. That's procrastination because while you may not know exactly what you want to cook, you can find out, right? Self-sabotage is literally knowing exactly what to do and refusing to do that. So that means those of you that have not even begun to build business credit or not even got a DUNS number, let's say you don't know anything else, but you know you need a DUNS number. Then that means that you need to be applying for one, especially since you know it takes 30 days. Maybe you don't know anything else, but you know you need an Airbnb.com account to become a host or a, 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 a host, a host or a co-host. Why haven't you created it? Maybe you don't know anything else, but you know you need a business email for your business so that when you're reaching out, you look professional and so that you're also able to set up any marketing you need because you need to market your unit, right? Your units need to make money, whether that's on Peerspace, Gigster, Airbnb, Verbal, wherever. Why haven't you done it? So these are things that we want to make sure that we're prioritizing over job loss. We don't want to idolize the job. We don't want to idolize the loss. Instead, we want to take back the power and the fact that we were working in areas of our passion or some of you were working in areas you hated. Let's celebrate that you no longer have to do that, that there is another way. Okay? And remember, please remember, Many successful people have faced setbacks and lost jobs before finding success. Losing your job can be tough, but it can also be an opportunity to explore new and exciting possibilities. As an Airbnb host, you can earn a comparable income to what you were making before and more than likely exceed it when you're using the proper strategy. So I want you to take a chance, embrace the change, Get the resources that you need because you may just find out that losing your job was the best thing that ever happened to you. I now know and realize that losing my job at United Health Group was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because, guys, I would have easily been in that company for years and go- I was in the company for years <laughs> and grown complacent. And just been happy to be making whatever 25 cent to 80 cent raise they were offering every year. When now I'm able to make so much more than that and in 24 hours have the income I need for my daughter's recital. For any medical expenses I may have. To go out to eat, to celebrate my birthday. Many of you know I lost my father on February 1st and he was actually cremated on my birthday. That had a cost. Thank God for the opportunities that I have not been afraid or cowardice to jump into that have now afforded me the ability to send my dad off to rest without a problem. I know some people, and I've now talked to many people that even have had funeral experiences, they've literally, their family has broken apart during funeral planning 
or after the death of someone, it broke them financially. I thank God I don't have to even go through that. Not only did my father not leave me with that, but there are things that you can do to ensure that you have a life that you can afford and live comfortably in. So this is my challenge for you today to do them. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have not already followed Airbnb with you on Instagram, please do so. I look forward to hearing from you and speaking with you all soon. Thank you.